This show is sponsored by CoventryCreations.com. You're listening to Keep It Magic Radio. 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 Are you ready to make some magic? Jackie and Storm are putting the pieces together for you. Find out what planets are changing the game and how to harness that energy. Get the latest metaphysical perspective on hot topics. Learn how to make magic work for you. Nothing is too hot or personal for Jackie and Storm to handle. Visit our website weekly for articles, updates, and the latest information to transform your life at www.keepitmagic.com. Now here is Jackie Smith and Storm Sestavani. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Keep It Magic. I'm Storm Sestavani, of course. Cruise on over to our website at www.keepitmagic.com. Again, that's www.keepitmagic.com. We are in the last two shows of 2013. The last two shows. This show, we're going to be talking about Success is the New Black. And in our next show, we're going to have our end of 2013, beginning of 2014 astrology episode. So you make, make sure to make a note that you turn on to the next episode, which, by the way, will be uploaded next week, not two weeks from now, um, because of the fact that um, more people will just listen to it. Jackie and I are a little aware. We're we a little aware at this time how this works. So. <laughs> we have experience. Speaking of Jackie Smith, she's over on the other side of the stage, which is the telephone in this world. But um, <laughs> cruise on over hey. to her website at www.ask-jackie.com. Again, that's www.ask-jackie.com. Jackie.com and my website, of course, is StormSestavani.com. Um, also, visit our sponsor. If you have a problem in your life, regardless of what that problem is, we definitely have a candle for that. So make sure that you check out CoventryCreations.com, which is the sponsor for this show, and your patronage to Coventry Creations helps make this show happen and helps keep us on the air. So send that over. I do want to say one more thing, Jackie, um, before mm-hmm. I forget, because I'll forget in the next episode. We are at 650,000 listens. I want to thank everybody for making 2013 such a great year. Wow. For Jackie and I, and we are, you know, when we come back in January, we will be in the second part of season three. And, of course, remember, I only agreed to do ten episodes of this show. (laughs) (laughs) So how are you doing, Jackie? I'm doing good. I finally have, there's a lot happened since um, our last show. It's been ridiculous, really. Yeah. Um, but uh, um, I finally have all the stitches out of my face. I can talk normally. <laughs> well, people may not even know what happened. No, no. I, as, I was, as I was packing for um, a very deserved and very looked forward to a vacay with my husband, five-day getaway to New York City, as I'm packing and, and eating a muffin, you know, so I don't have to sit down for dinner because I'm packing, my tooth broke. Um, back molar broke in a bad, bad way. <laughs> so all of our money for New York City is now in my mouth. And, uh, yeah, so I can see the Empire State Building from my from my molar now. Yeah, from your molar. <laughs> So and then um, and then since then I had one more trip scheduled and that's been canceled due to confusing um, the person we were going to go uh, hang out with forgot. Um, so Jackie, don't you think that this may be the universe telling you to sit your ass at home? Absolutely. <laughs> you need to stay at home. I threw some I threw some cards on this and did some meditation on this and I think that um, I got a lot of chaos cards. Yeah. So I don't know if it means that there was chaos that was going to happen where I'm going. Yeah. Or if chaos was um my life. So it was avoiding a lot of chaos. So I'm gonna just go with that. Yeah. Um you know. Well you didn't ask me to do a reading on it, so <laughs> You know, not everything is a reading. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Not everything needs a reading. I I feel very strongly about this. Sometimes you just gotta go. Oh, that's not. I know that's right. I don't know. Is that a, is that an allowable word? Uh, yeah. 
Um, really, uh, that's an allowable word? Yeah. And the B word's an allowable word, but not yeah. the S word? Not the S word. Somebody needs to update this list. Is the C word available? Um, no, you can't say the C word. Okay. Um, and you can't say um, the, uh, word. The, P, the P word if it refers to the body part. But I can say, you know, Jackie, quit being a pussy. That's really, but the S word is not allowed. Or you can say, Storm, quit being a dick. But you can't talk about my D. <laughs> 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 you know, which, which is why if you go to YouTube and you Google Blurred Lines by Robin Thicke, uh-huh. Um, uh, you will see in the background, um, it says Robin Thicke has a big D. Mm. Okay. Because they can't put the ick. <laughs> <laughs> we and have it, such a classy show. We've got such a classy show, Storm. I, I, I'm in a good mood. Um, speaking of, of good moods, Jackie, so... I don't even know what to kind of think of this, Jackie, because I, uh, uh, of course, you know, when every single other pope in history has basically denigrated um, astrology as, you know, some perverted form of, of, of witchcraft, um, it's been very, very difficult for me to um, uh, be in a favorable position towards any pope, you know. <laughs> um, uh, you know, and, and when they specifically, you know, they're pers- they specifically say astrology, you know, they don't. <laughs> um, uh, you know, which is rather ironic because, you know, it wasn't too long ago when the popes were astrologers, um, you know, about. Right. You know, really? The yeah. popes were astrologers? Yeah, about 1,800 years ago they were astrologers. Um, and it wasn't until the churches split, and there was one in um, Rome and one in um, what was called Constantinople at the time. Um, uh, uh, or what was it called? I forget, but I know that it's gone through a name change now that it's part of, uh, I think it is part of Turkey now, and it's called something else. Well, anyways, it was Constantinople at the time. Um, anyways, they were astrologers at that point. And the there, pope, they might be giant songs. The um, Istanbul is what it's called now. Istanbul or Constantinople? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, okay. And uh, so thank you for helping me with that. The moment that you said song, you saw how it came back <laughs> to me with the instance. Uh, uh, the, but anyway, so the Pope in Rome basically said, you know what, this astrology business that they're doing is bad <laughs> over there. So there he wasn't good at it. There were two popes. Um, one of them, of course, was the seed of Satan, which they both were saying that each other were the seeds of Satan. Um, and one did astrology, the other did not. The one that did not was condemning the one that did astrology. And, you know, astrology was then ushered to the back alleys, uh, you know, of Rome. Well, um, if you think about it, three wise men found the star. If that's not astrology, I don't know what is. I know, I know. It's exactly what you're saying. You know, the Venus, by the way. Um, uh, so the the interesting thing is, is that I'm kind of, and I'm, I'm afraid that next week that the, there's, because I'm going to say this, that some hat will come out of the bag and I will say, oh, that dirty. Okay. okay. <laughs> I'm kind of impressed with this Pope. I, I want to share that sentiment, but I want to hear yours first. Um, I like what he's doing with women, saying that they should be an equal part of the church to men. Mm-hmm. Um, and that they should have more significant roles. Um, I like that he says that he does not think that the church should be in homosexuals' bedrooms, and if they want to get married, they should get married. I know that makes um, you up a little bit. Um, uh, I like that um, he is now secretly in the middle of the night dressing up like a priest and going out and ministering to homeless people. I know, right? I like that he used to be a bartender. I, yeah, a bouncer. He was a bouncer. <laughs> a bouncer. Bartender, what's the difference? You but, know? He's, um, but he's lived a real life. Yes. I mean, well, I should say he he's lived an average life, not a completely um, uh, religious life. Yes. I also like that he, um, uh, you know, when several of the um, extreme right started to come out and say, you know, basically what he was doing was bad and, you know, he was uh, g- giving a bad name to Christianity by saying, you know, that gays should be able to get married. And I do like the fact that he did tell Sarah Palin he was, he was um, unsure of whether or not that she had read the Bible or if she was even capable of reading uh, you know, so, you know, and he does not seem afraid at all to call people on their um, BS because I can't say the word. Right. 
Right. I well, here's you want to hear a miracle? Yeah, tell me. So my daughter, who has grown up grown up with very anti-Christian, anti-Catholic sentiments, not that I taught her them. It's just that in in our conversations and in teaching her about histories of religion, et cetera, she's like, oh, those Christians. Um, and I went, hey, hey, hang on. There's some good there too. Um, she came to me and she goes, if the Pope was at church, I'd go. And I was like, wow, <laughs> that's huge. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I think that what he's doing, Jackie, and, and I, I think if we really want to look at, which the theme for today's show is success is the new black. Um, if we really want to look at a model, a very huge model of success, you can look at him. Because nobody thought two years ago yeah. that there would be a pope that would be... Um, yeah, but not, um, you know, wa- or uber white. Uh, that Number one was not uber white. Number two was uh, is from Latin America. Right. Um, number three um, is saying, you know, let the gays get married. You know, let them be as miserable as the rest of us. Um, <laughs> um, number four thinks that women uh, should have more responsibility and more of a say in the church. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, number five goes out and actually ministers to people dressed up like a priest rather than the Pope. Like, well, he is a priest, but um, uh, dresses up, you know, in the black garb rather than in, you know, his whole Pope regalia. Right. Um, and goes out and talks to homeless people. I mean, who, d- d- nobody would have ever thought this. And basically, you know, it's interesting to me that I am starting to see the inklings of people becoming interested in Catholicism again. It's true. Um, That's because true. of the fact that there is now a particular pope that seems to model a 21st century life rather than a um, uh, millennial yeah, that's, that's the right word, um, life of, you know, 2,000 years ago. That's easy for you to say. Anyway, the, um, I would like to, to do something a little controversial. Tell me. And give a shout-out to the previous pope. Okay. Because if the previous pope did not end up having to resign in um, a potential of great disgrace for the church, yes, the um, the cardinals who who voted on the new pope would not feel driven to completely change the picture. I agree with you. Um, and and so sometimes it's that. Um, well, you know, and, and a lot of a lot of the work that I do around success and success magic is the ability to embrace failure. Yeah. And I think that that's what this this pope can do. I'm looking at um, how he's embracing how the Catholic Church has failed um, the evolving needs of humanity. Yeah. And 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 the evolving needs of uh, humanism, yeah, and how we deal with the world, and and he's embracing that failure and saying now we just need to try again. Let's do this again. Let's let's hit, let, let's hit the do over button, mm-hmm. and say no. We can. We need to relax. He's a very liberal pope in the fact that um, in in embracing the need of the church to take care of humanity. Yeah versus the need of the church to expect perfection from humanity. Yes. Um, so so he abs- I'm watching him absolutely embrace the failings of, of life. And, and it's so inspiring to me because that is what, and, it's, and, and I love this segue because that's what I think the dis-ease around success is, is because people think success is a lack of failure. And... Um, there is um, an unforgivingness. Uh, um, one of the people who inspired um, December being the month of success is a um, an author, Elaine de Botton. Mm-hmm. You know, Alan. Yeah. Um, and he um, he has a lot of books on. Um, they're all philosophical books, and I, I, I actually I, I saw a bunch of TED talks on of his, and I'm like, ah, I need to read this guy which I haven't yet. But it's interesting is because he talks about the classness, the classistness 
of success. Mm-hmm. And how, um, and also the classlessness of if you don't fit into a specific um, mold of success, you're considered a failure. And what we do with failures or mistakes is we love to crucify them because if we can crucify someone else's mistake, someone else's failing, then maybe we're less apt to fail ourselves or you won't see how we failed. Yeah. And so that seems to be some of the, and it's interesting, all these different philosophers talking about success. And what I'm seeing, I'm seeing this whole gambit, um, a spread of of what people are talking about. And, and it was, um, I don't know, did you ever listen to NPR? No. Okay. Well, one of the things I love about Stitcher, who we are actually on, is they got me addicted to a few different um, podcast radio shows. And NPR does this TED Radio Hour. So what they do is they pick a theme, and then they pick four to five shows mm-hmm. uh, from TED Talks. And TED Talks are fun because they're little snippets of information that make you think, and hopefully if your attention is grabbed, do a little more research. Yeah. Um, and they'll take four to five different TED Talks on a theme and pull pieces of it out to talk about the differences in the theme. So the one on success had Tony Robbins, had um, Elaine Dipaton, had um, um, scientist Ron Gutman, and, and our favorite guy, Mike Rowe from Dirty Jobs. Mm-hmm. So it, it has this whole gambit of talking about success and all the different aspects of it. So um, it really inspired me because um, I started reading, and I got you reading a book called uh, Think and Grow Rich, which is a book from the 30s, um, and it's by Napoleon Hill. And this book is the book so many other How to Succeed in Business books are based on. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely fascinating where it goes and, and what that's about. The, the interesting thing that I find about it is that business is picking up on metaphysical terminologies that were going on actually 100 years ago. Yes, um, you know, the, the movement that was created by Hill and Forrest Govelson and uh, um, many brave individuals that were, um, uh, that end, ended up um, connected to the unity movement later on. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but they're now picking up on these particular um, ideas and philosophies. I'm just going to be blunt and honest, though. What there is different about this is I think that the people that are talking about this type of stuff now, um, uh, Marianne Williamson, Gabrielle Bernstein, mm-hmm. Marie Forleo. Um, uh, are a little more eloquent. <laughs> yeah, are a little bit more eloquent, and you can actually read their book without, you know, if, I swear, if I see another list of 103 things to do something, yeah. I'm going to strangle somebody. Oh, yeah, he li- Napoleon Hill really liked to list, to create lists and steps. And um, it's funny, I'm reading this, and one of the trends is in um, web articles is 10 reasons or or three reasons, or ten ways, or, or 70 ways. So this number thing has kind of come full circle. Yeah. But what's fascinating to me, and, and the whole concept of success, um, is the pressure. And then, uh, you know, if I ever did a TED Talk, which, you know, I'll put out in the universe that I would like to do one, um, I think I would do it on the blending of the spiritual and the business how they are completely reliant upon each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and that if you do not um, take care of your spiritual self, you will never succeed in business. Because they're absolutely... But going back to the um, Think and Grow Rich, it absolutely is spiritual principles, metaphysical principles. Yeah. And so I'm talking to these different entrepreneurs who are like, well, have you met, read Think and Grow Rich? I can't believe you haven't read that book. And I'm like, what am I missing? And one of the the entrepreneur classes I take, the instructor who um, I see him four times a year, and he said, all right, that's your next assignment before next quarter is you have to read Think and Grow Rich. I'm like, fine. And you can get it just about free uh, as an e-book. And there's lots of sites that it's just – it's information that's been just torn apart and worked over so many times by so many different people. It really is the seed of modern – business philosophy 
personal entrepreneurial philosophy. Not necessarily corporate business, but entrepreneurial business philosophy. Yes. And it is really start with desire. If you don't have the desire, the passion to do it, then you have to have faith, faith in the process and faith in what you're doing and, and, and a faith in something. Then you have to have um, uh, then you have to self. Um, let's see what what are the what are the different things. Um, then you have to auto suggestion. I love he, he Napoleon Hill just goes on and on and on about auto suggestion. You know what that is? Affirmations. Yes. <laughs> and we have so, better names for them now. That's the... so. So when talking to these people, um, to these business people who are fascinated by these concepts. This is the first time these concepts have been introduced to them. And different um, folks that I'm in class with or or that I have met outside of the entrepreneur group and they and they get excited about this. And I'm like, really? Because this is what I've been doing for over 20 years. Yeah. Which then fascinates me with when I talk to other spiritual practitioners who feel that, uh, money and monetary needs and success needs have nothing to do with spirituality. So there is this huge, great divide mentally when they're actually completely joined together. They absolutely rely on each other. Yeah, the, the, interestingly, you say that, Jackie, because I would uh, let me get the hate mail inbox ready. Um, there, <laughs> one of the things that I see more in the metaphysical community than anywhere else is poverty consciousness combined with um, uh, turf war poverty consciousness um, uh, regurgitated um, disease. Oh, absolutely. Now, here's the funny thing is in, in Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill's um, ninth step towards riches, and of course there's 13 of them. Yeah. Um, and then the last conclusion is is addressing your fears, which is hilarious to me. Um, again, that's a huge spiritual principle. I think that's what drives us. But but step number nine is the power of the mastermind. And he says you cannot do this alone. Yeah. You need to gather your crew and you need to share information. You need to, to use the collective, the power of the collective to help facilitate your dreams. And the good news is, is in this day and age, you can find it on the Internet. You do not have to have sweaty, smelly people in your house. <laughs> and you know, and if they're sweaty, smelly people, they're probably not going to be part of your mastermind group, unless you're all working out. Yeah. <laughs> um, because your mastermind group is people who you connect with. Yes. And it's not 100 people. He's talking seven. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I go to one, two a month. Um, uh, and uh, uh, both of which are online. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I find the particular ideas and the discussions of them, you know, really um, amazing. Because one of them, um, Chris Garrett, uh, uh, who does Authority Blogger, um, he has a mastermind group every month that I go to, and uh, he really talks about issues that. Number one, nobody talk, else is talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, you know, for example, you know, his last one was on um, haters, and I found it really interesting that you know he is the first one that will say that you know what you're not successful unless you have one. You know, so uh, you, you know, you know the, but these particular groups are are the ways how to manage, how to deal with these particular events and incidents that come up that are very, very important. It's easy to get into business. It's not easy to stay in one. Well, in a mastermind group is about that um, sharing of experiences. How yeah. did you deal with this? This is what I'm dealing well, with. Well, the 12-step program is a big, huge, gigantic mastermind group. Absolutely it is. And here's the interesting thing is that with this whole success is the new black, this we have a kind of a resurgence of the 80s. Do you remember, you know, um, the movie by um, that Michael J. Fox was in, um, uh, Secret of My Success? Yeah. And that kind of epitomized that whole 80s fascination with success. Well, we're, we're kind of, I'm watching people return to that. If we get back out those freaking padded sleeves, no. Well, the, 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 the 80s fashion-wise is back. It's considered vintage now, which just kind of freaks me right out. Yeah. I don't um, want to see no vintage Joan Collins football uniform on a woman. 
Oh, I know, right? Oh, they're at least they're taking the shoulder pads out. Yeah. But that that um, return because we're watching the economy start to return a little bit, and so there's that. Buy your bootstraps. You can be successful. Go ahead and do it. And 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 America has that's what we're based on. Yeah. That whole that whole bootstraps and and my article this month in Live Live the Magic is you know what does success mean to you, and um, it's because. We think that a conversation I had a couple of years ago with somebody, he says, well, I want to have my own business. I just don't know what I want it to be. And I said, but for the love of God, don't start a business because it looks good on paper. Yeah. Because that's not your passion. That's not what your so will get you up in the morning. But yet, here's an interesting thing. Listening to Mike Rose TED Talk, Dirty Jobs Guy, here's his, his theory is that you don't follow your passion. He thinks that's a bad, bad plan. Yes. Because you can follow your passion, and it's really not going to get you anywhere. He talks about how he was following his passion to be, you know, a, a great entertainer, and um, it really got him nowhere and nowhere fast. But it wasn't until he realized par- other parts of his passion, which was um, when it, what drove him. What drove him, and it's not just—it's not just your passion, but what is your desire? And he was talking to his grandfather, and his grandfather was was so unimpressed by the different roles that he had played. And he goes, "Yeah, none of that's a real job. I'd like to see you do a movie about people who really make this country go and really make life worth living." So that's where Dirty Jobs came from, inspired by his grandfather. So. But that, but that wasn't his initial passion. But what he did, what he talks about is he, you bring your passion to whatever it is you're doing, yeah. And that makes you successful. And and so we've talked about what passion is and desire and the whole thing. But but basically, you bring who you are. And um, you know, he talks about how the pig farmer was not intending on being a pig farmer. He actually was um, a counselor in a school. <laughs> and he. He did not want to um, deal with the S of everybody around him. Yeah. Now he's a pig farmer. <laughs> but but he he's happy. He's happy. So sometimes our dreams do not make us happy, but we feel so invested in them, like it's the only thing we have left to do. Yeah. And and that's something that you and I have talked a lot in our personal lives about this past year. Is I've even had my own crisis of faith saying, do I even want to do this this whole thing anymore? Do I want to do candles anymore? Do I want to do the spiritual thing anymore? Do I want to, do I even want to do this anymore? Because I was feeling really drained. And so it's yeah. okay to question that. Uh, it, it, it is an active question. You know, when you look at, um, you know, when I look at where my career was 20 years ago, um, uh, 1993, um, uh, you know, giving astrological information at that particular point was um, new for many people. I mean, they knew what their horoscope column was in the in the the Daily Times, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, in regards to knowing the the intricate patterns that are weaved in regards to a horoscope, they weren't. Uh, you know, people were not aware of it. Now. Um, uh, you, you know, you can go and find out information about your horoscope. You can get a horoscope cast for free, which was unheard of back then, by the way. Um, uh, you know, you don't need to know algebra anymore. Um, uh, you know, you can do it with a computer program now, which saves a heck of a lot of time, believe me. Um, and, uh, you know, and information is, is readily available. Um, astrological knowledge is um, uh, no longer avant-garde, okay? The difference, and, and I will tell you, in, in the past couple of years, I too, you know, have basically stated, you know, everybody is now doing this. Why do I want to do it anymore? Mm-hmm. Then basically it was me going through that particular um, particular process um, combined with um, – which I will talk about this next week also, um, or th- th- in our next podcast, dealing with my own stank, mm-hmm. um, uh, th- I was able to realize that, you know, basically at this particular point, I want to um, offer information that is beyond what the transit means, 
Um, how does somebody use this to basically take control of their life and use it in a meaningful way where that they can access all of their particular potentials rather than just one or two of them? Well, in, 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 in this, this what we're talking about right here, questioning ourselves, feeling that, that sense of, of loss and failure, and, and, and then moving on, and then having that grit. Um, there's a really interesting study by um, a psychologist, um, Angela Duckworth. Is that a great name, Duckworth? Yeah. And her, she used to be a high school, seventh grade high school math teacher. Um, <coughs> excuse me. And her, she did a whole study on what is the difference between people who succeed and don't succeed. Excuse me. Boy, that tickle in your throat. <coughs> Mate, you start dying there. <coughs> oh. So, and and the the result of her study. Well, I'm, I'm like Daffy Duck here. You maybe over. maybe you shouldn't talk about the results of this. Study. <laughs> you take over, Storm. Because <laughs> the universe does not want you to talk about uh, this at all. But it, I think what it really comes down to, Jackie, is that people really have to ask themselves what uh, what does success mean to them. I think that part of the problem is is that we have a particular image or quote unquote model of success that has been put on us by other people, and we try to live up to these particular expectations and standards when, in fact. Um, um, uh, you know, it's not real and it's not authentic. And uh, people um, uh, are following a particular path that is not necessarily those, but are theirs, but one that has been chosen to them by other individuals that probably don't even know who they are or right. care who they are. And there's there's no dollar amount on success. A lot of people, that, and I talk to a lot of people in business because that's what I do. I, not, not only my, my own entrepreneur group, but working with other people in business. It's business to business, business. So that's how I do it. Mm-hmm. And there's usually a dollar amount on success. And I think that that's our first mistake. And, and I also think success is, is not necessarily a destination, but a journey. Mm-hmm. You can like do your vision board and you know 10 years ago and say, I want this and this and this. And you get on your path. You, you pack that vision board away after looking at it for two years. Yeah. And and you're on your way, and all of a sudden you realize, um, and you and you feel like you're just not getting anywhere. You're just not getting anywhere. You go pull out that vision board. You realize you got ninety percent of what's on that board. Yeah. Because our goals are ever evolving. Even when you write them down and say I'm going to hit that goal, you start to get close to that goal. You pump that goal up. You make it something else. So. There can't be a dollar amount on success because it is a journey. And I think it has to do a little bit, just a little bit, with something called happiness. Mm-hmm. I think that's a big part of what success is. It's being, you know, you can look at the, the legitimate definition in um, the dictionary, which is like excellence in a given field. And, and all those words are subjective, I think. And when I finally realized over the past, say, 18 months that I actually am successful because I didn't think I was a success because I always had this long-term goal way, way out in front of me. And I think we talked about this, what, three years ago about how I realized I hit goals that I set for myself five years earlier mm-hmm. and well surpassed them, but I had forgotten about those goals. And and then when I look back, we it's like, wow, I, I actually am really, really successful if you look beyond the monetary. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's, you know, there's this whole thing about work-life balance that I don't think exists. Uh, I agree with you, and I think that part of, you know, part of the reason why people have problems with success and even the word has a lot to do with the media and publishing industries, because you don't see a book just called Success. You see books that are called The Millionaire Mind. Mm-hmm. You see books called um, How to Get Rich and Be Famous. Um, uh, uh, you know, it is, you know, so there is this. Um, so there's already when, when when you look at that, Jackie. Um, you know, it's already telling people if you're not a millionaire, you're not successful. If you don't have forty paparazzi outside your door, you're not successful. Right. Um, if you um, aren't quote unquote famous, um, uh, then you are not successful. 
um, uh, so that there's all of these particular glamorized, glitzed um, uh, images. And believe me, I've done glamour and glitz, Jackie. It only ended me up in trouble. So, uh, <laughs> and so start redefining what success yeah. is for you. Um, something I didn't understand for years, and I go back to this the perfect example. I was taking guitar lessons a long, long time ago. And this guy, before I even started Coventry, and this, that my guitar teacher taught guitar lessons half hour for five bucks. No, ten bucks. Half hour for ten bucks. Mm-hmm. Which is cheap as hell. And he got five bucks, the owner of the store got five bucks, and he was pretty much booked all day. The guy was a brilliant guitar player. Brilliant. Like Leo Kodke kind of brilliant. Um, and and just listening to him, all these emotions were evoked. And I said, wow, man, you're you're amazing. I've never heard anybody like you. Why aren't you recording and playing out? He goes, I don't want it. Mm-hmm. I don't want it. I, I went there, and I hated it. Everybody wanted to change you, and da 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 and this and that, and I just want to play music. That's all I want to do. I don't even care if I ever play out anywhere. I don't even like playing for people sometimes. <laughs> exactly. And and so I'd rather I'd rather teach other people how to do this. And he's married. He had a couple kids. His wife had a big corporate job, and he taught guitar lessons while his kids were in school. And and um, and only recently had he gone to a, outside of the house. Otherwise, because he would teach guitar lessons with his baby in the room. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. And and I didn't understand this guy for a long time. Like, how could you pass something up when you're that good at it? But he was absolutely successful in his own mind. He had mastered the guitar, and he continued to learn more things, and he could pass it on. Mm-hmm. It had nothing to do with money. He lived in a very humble house. And and I I know other people who have passed up big contracts and big careers um, to stay home with kids. Yeah. Because they felt it was more important to to be he, they were, it was more important for them to be a successful parent. Because I I don't know if you can be a successful business owner and 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 then be a successful parent at the same at the same level. I mean, there's plenty of ways I've I've failed my daughter. Um. And because I put business before other needs. I mean, not basic ones and certainly not emotional ones, but, but I'm sure she has a different story. Mm-hmm. Um, but, how, but, but I know I put it in front of my health. Um, so yeah. how, so, so it's, it's, it's just pick your battle. Pick what's really important to you and then have that grit to keep going, to keep getting up, to question yourself and then say, okay, I'm going to move forward because it's persistence. Success is not driven off of good luck. That's good luck. Yeah. Um, it's it's like having that moment of luck and then and then having the opposite of that and then getting up and going again. Uh yeah. You know you know and I know many people that that don't even believe in the word luck. Um there are some people that have more of an opportunity or more I would say of a vision to be able to sense opportunities in a much mm-hmm. more rapid way than other mm-hmm. people. Yep. Um, but I don't know necessarily if I would if I would call it lucky. I mean, you can um, uh, you can look at um, uh, a, a famous pop star, um, Madonna. Um, first number one song in 1985. Um, uh, what people don't know is, you know, they think like a virgin. You know what I mean? They don't think 1978, her eating hamburgers out of a garbage can at Burger King. Um, you know, so they think that, it, you know, she was just lucky or in a lucky place. I don't think that five years of eating hamburgers out of Burger King, out of, out of Burger King trash cans yeah. um, uh, and, you know, getting up and, you know, going to clubs every night to get people to play your tapes is good luck. <laughs> no, well, okay, so I want to throw something at you that I sure. think you're going to appreciate. I think success is an alchemical process. Mm-hmm. So, as an alchemical process, is you're blending different things together. Yes. You're blending different elements it together. It is the art of turning, um, we can't say the word, um, S into S. gold. S into gold. And um, excrement into gold. Um, and that is, um, the alchemists would, use, would focus on the elements. Which yes. might be, you know, earth, air, water, fire, and then as we learned more, it was, you know, oxygen, hydrogen, et cetera. But 
if you go back to some of those core ingredients that earth, air, water, fire is, it's that, so the alchemical process of success is turning emotion into action. So it's a constant turning of the elements. So it's turning that water, that emotional energy of water, into action, which is earth, because you're you're actually doing something. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you have to turn your, your um, thought into passion, so that's air into fire, passion into the um, emotion. Into, so it's a big churning of all the elements. So success is an alchemical process, and it's not actually linear. There is not a, a, a clear path from A to Z. There's all kinds of, there's all kinds of things that you can, you can be totally passionate about something and driven about something and be emotionally committed about it, and then you get halfway down the road and go, oh, Oh, yeah, that's not going to work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this action is bringing no fruition. And so so then you go back, and um, there's that great illustration of, of here's life, here's what you think life is, and it's a straight line, and then here's what life really is, and it's like tons of squiggles between A and B. Yeah. Um, that's that, that, looks, that looks more like an EKG. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking a tangled skein of yarn, to be honest with you, um, because you you um, you just you have to keep going, and you can easily sabotage that. So easily sabotage it. You know, the the other thing is, is I think that individuals on the inner level have to go through an alchemical change also. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, you know, um, there has to be, you know, it's interesting that Napoleon Hill mentions desire because basically that is the largest um, or most important factor in Kabbalah is desire. Um, uh, because if you do not have a particular desire, you can't attract light. Yeah. Um, and if you can't attract a light, um, uh, basically what happens is that you then create enormous amounts of space in your life, which is then filled with what is called klepot or negative vessels. Right. Um, so, and, and basically, you know, you know, you kind of look at that. I, there's this wonderful story in um, Exodus, um, the book of Exodus, Jackie, in which. Um, uh, Moses and Aaron, they go in front of the Pharaoh and they're in the middle of the plagues and um, uh, uh, the Pharaoh says, um, go get Moses and Aaron and they come up and he says, okay, stop the frogs. You know, frogs were everywhere in people's beds, their baths, you know, their bread. You know, frogs were just popping up everywhere. And um, uh, Moses, you know, he goes, so are you going to let my people go? And Pharaoh goes, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to let them go. Just stop the frogs. And Moses says, when do you want me to stop the frogs? And Pharaoh says, tomorrow. That doesn't even make any sense to me. (laughs) The Pharaoh literally says, tomorrow. So I was analyzing this, and I was looking at it, and and I was thinking about success. Um, and I ask myself, well, what does this mean? Uh, you know, what kind of frogs do we have in our lives? We have the um, uh, procrastination frogs. <laughs> we have the fear frogs. We have the self-pity frogs. We have the, um, uh, uh, you know, the not, can't get out of bed in the morning frogs, the depression frogs, the apathy frogs. Um, you, know, we, you know, a lot of people are running around with a lot of frogs in their, their lives. And the interesting thing is... Is, is that Moses is asking, when do you want them gone? Meaning, this would have been me, Jackie. Now! <laughs> Why answer tomorrow? And I think that the spiritual lesson behind all of this, and I think that it is part of one of the biggest blocks to, to success, is the fact that we're always putting off things tomorrow. I'm going to start that new diet tomorrow. Um, you know, I'll read um, that uh, business book tomorrow. I'll read that self-improvement book tomorrow. I will do this tomorrow. I will do that tomorrow. Tomorrow never comes. It, tomorrow is a, is a fantasy. It's a, yes. it's a same thing as potential. I, I like how you, you have, you're, you're so good at segueing for me. So good at it. <laughs> So <laughs> it's like you've read my stuff. I don't know. And I don't think you have. So, so I think I just sent it to you like a half hour ago. Yeah. Um, so I, what I did in, in, in reading on success and reading this book and listening to these different TED Talks on success, I was inspired to create um, 
seven magical steps to creating mm-hmm. success with anything in your life. Okay, cool, cool. So, again, it's the same seven steps, but giving it a little bit different twist. And I know we're, we're nearing the end of our hour, but and all of this is on um, on my Live the Magic article that you can you'll be able to find on um, KeepItMagic.com. Um, and if it's not there initially, I'm having some technical difficulties, so just keep coming back. <laughs> so um, step one is always letting go of the past, starting in the here and now, because your past does not define your future or even your present. So it's really about forgiving yourself um, of all those past things, and, that's, and, and that Motor City Hoodoo Uncrossing Candle helps you with that greatly. It yeah. helps identify and clear the past emotions. Um, and then there's some writing that you have to do. So you write down who you used to be and all the things that got in your way. And, and you also write down your three greatest accomplishments to date. So then once you wrote that, wrote that down, give yourself a minute, and give yourself some time to do that, turn the paper over and then flip it 90 degrees. <clears throat> and then write out where you want to go with this magic. Writing these things out is really powerful. When you write stuff out, you're, you're bringing it from an intangible thought down to a physical thing, mm-hmm. and then you can look at it later. So where do you want to go with this magic? What do you want to be successful at? What's the big picture? And again, this doesn't have to be about money. This can be about having a better relationship with your family or your husband or anything. So, And and here's the big part of it is what kind of person do you want to be when you get there? So you place a candle holder on that paper, you light the uncrossing candle, and you start talking about and talking aloud to the candle, and it's okay if you wait till you're alone with this because I get a little embarrassed when I'm talking aloud to myself and other people are in the room. Um, say aloud all the things that may have stopped you from success. So when you're talking aloud, it's like the universe knows you really mean it because if it's all in your head, they know that it's just crazy talk and crazy train rides up there. So as you're talking to them aloud, all those things that you stopped yourself from success, you're ridding yourself of them at the same time. Mm-hmm. And, and, and let the candle keep burning for a while. Of course, don't leave it unattended. That's the first real candle burning. Um, and you can extinguish the candle when you're leaving without extinguishing its magic. I have a whole thing on that. Um, and every morning for the next three mornings, meditate um, on where you're going to go um, and letting go of what, what sabotages you. So that's, that's step one. Step two is clearing the sabotage. So you, thoughts lead to feelings. Feelings lead to actions. Actions lead to results. It's, a very, it's in every business book. It's really funny. That is actually in every business book. So you're bringing all the sabotage up as you're thinking about it and, and addressing it. Keep lighting that spiritual cleansing candle. It helps clear that out. And, and you, again, start another writing campaign. Fold a piece of paper the long way in half. List all of your sabotaging thoughts on the left and then write down the way you're going to fix that sabotage and write an affirmation that counters that sabotage on the right. And so every time that sabotaging thought comes up, you say the affirmation. It's really simple. Do this. And what you're doing is you're reprogramming and you're clearing that at the same time. Step three is defining your success, and that's with the heart candle. And then because I think sometimes we forget what we really want, And so this helps you understand what your heartfelt passions are. And, you know, everyone has that list of needs to meet before they feel they're successful. So go ahead and start listing those needs out. But understand that those needs will continuously change. Yeah. And then step four is clearing the road. Ganesh Candle, just go ahead and clear the road. Um, uh, Because you'll find all of the things that you have put in your path way back when and, that, and just help yourself clear that out. <clears throat> then you start inviting in success. That's step five. Um, it's funny, I'm doing all these steps when we talked about how we didn't like the steps and, and think and grow rich. But these are the same seven steps for years now, I say. Um, inviting in success, which is the success affirmation candle. Um, You've got to learn how to vibrate it. Vibrate the understanding that you already yeah. are successful. It's kind of like gratitude. 
And then relax your expectations. Let the universe bring to you all those things. Don't try and rush it. Let the universe bring it to you, and you'll find it comes faster than if you try and rush it. And then open to opportunity, and that's the crown of glory hoodoo candle, and that's opportunity itself. And feeling it, understanding it, and grabbing it. And again, it's not necessarily about cash. It's about there might if you're working on a better relationship with your spouse, that open to success is like, let me see the opportunities as they present themselves to be a more loving spouse. So th- this is a seventh step to, to success in anything that you want to do, college, education, um, new job, whatever it is. And I think that people should make an active choice not to spend another night with a frog. Right. That's it. That's If you don't make that conscious choice, which is, those first, really the first three steps, is that choice. And it's not just one step. I broke, it, broke that up into three because we got to kind of keep deciding it over and over again. Not to spend the night with a frog. <laughs> Don't spend the night, any more nights with a frog. Um, uh, but you see, and, and, and I think that that is the important way. I think that people need an active, and one of the things, you, you know, my belief that is that candle magic is, alchemy of the 21st century. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and it is taking this little bit of discarded excrement, which is usually our self-defeating behaviors, um, and using those particular self-defeating behaviors um, to transform them in some way through the elements um, uh, that helps to create the particular gold um, in our lives. Um, because I think that when you go through that particular process, what what happens is that you know you you begin to, to transform somewhat on the inside, and as that process continues to occur, you know the um, uh, the finding which what inner gold is is finding yourself. Um, as you begin to find and discover that, the rest of these things kind of just open up for you. It it's true, because when you find what you're comfortable with, what makes you happy, what you feel good about doing, then um, and you just you just bring your passion with you wherever you go and whatever you're doing. And there's less less and more resistance at the same time. Yes. There's when you find yourself and you start to manifest that there's less obstacles from the rest of the world, but more obstacles from you. Yes. And when the obstacles from you become really almost hellacious, you know you're on the right track. And I just I had a session with a, a client yesterday, and I was reminded of something really powerful, and and which is um, the crazier it feels, or the more intense this this transformation feels, the more you are guaranteed to be successful in its completion, in the transformation. Yeah. Because you don't bring this stuff up. Your, your spirit doesn't bring this stuff up unless it knows it can, it can overcome it, it can persevere, it can win. Yeah. So it doesn't start to bubble up to the surface unless you know you can win, but so often we give up. Exactly. And, you know, in, in astrology, one of the things that you have, Jackie, is that particular transits occur at certain points in, in, in people's lives. Um, and basically my feeling about transits and progressions, which are two different types of techniques, but what I think that they do, Jackie, is that they're kind of like the timer in the psyche that says, time to deal with this. <laughs> Hello? Time to deal with this. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, you know, and and the good news is is that we often get many chances at many transits. So um, you get multiple opportunities in life to deal with your own stank, um, uh, and and to help to transform that. And I think that one of the things that we didn't mention, but you know, we've got a few minutes, so I'm going to mention it here. Is I think that more people that followed their God-given destiny. Mm-hmm. Their real God-given destiny, and if we didn't have a destiny, we wouldn't have a sun in the horoscope, um, uh, which is the center of the core of the individuality of the person. Which we did do a, uh, a show on that. Yeah, so. last year. Uh, oh, it was such so, a good show. One of my faves. Yeah, so it was done last March, I believe. You can go back into the archives and find it. Um, but 
if you follow your destiny, success will happen on its own. The hero always gets what he wants in the end. It's just how willing are you going to uh, are you to work on it, and how willing are you to conquer the dragons and the medusas and the krakens and uh, the chimeras and uh, the cyclopses and the gorgons and uh, you know a stray god or two um, to uh, to get what it is that you want. How willing are you to basically uh, you know look in the mirror and reflect on yourself, basically. Um, and I think that that, you know, that is another key, I think, to opening up success for people. You know, and I think some fun. Yeah. If you go to ask-jackie.com, you'll see an article, which is the putting the fun back into success. Yeah. And it has Aunt Jackie's play to win spell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Meaning you're, you got to play to win, but it's it's the playing. It's the fun part of it. And there's a whole thing about, you know, cutting and clearing would hold you back from success, and then and then the next step is, is um, next part of it is create fun. It's you got to you got to have you got to have that enjoyment. So often we're we're driven by success as a miserable existence, but we need to be successful. Yeah. Or we forget. A, a, another friend of mine. Um, I was having a conversation, and you and I have had this conversation on the air, too. Sometimes I feel like I don't know what to talk about anymore in social settings. Yeah. When I mentioned that to her, she goes, you talk about what you're passionate about, and for you, that's business. I'm like, oh, yeah, you're right. (laughs) Yeah, I actually don't have to apologize for that. Exactly. Um, But we're done. I know. We're done. Um, Just smile. (laughs) <laughs> and be successful. Um, cruise on over to www.coventrycreations.com, which is the sponsor um, of Keep It Magic. If you have a problem in your life, whether that, that be a love problem, a money problem, a career problem, a success problem, um, we have a candle for that, so make sure that you check that out. Um, also, cruise over to Jackie's site at ask-jackie.com. ask Jackie.com, um, and of course my website is stormsestivani.com. Um, and what do they need to do, Jackie? They need to keep it magic. Speak life, everybody. We'll be back next week. Some days life feels perfect. Other days it just ain't working. The good, the bad, the right, the wrong. And everything in between Yo, it's crazy, amazing We can turn our hearts through the words we say Mountains crumble with every syllable Hope can live or die So speak life, speak life Through the dead and darkest night Speak life, speak life When the sun won't shine and you don't know why Look into the eyes of the broken hearted Watch them come alive as soon as you speak hope It's like I'm drowning in the deep Well, it's crazy to imagine Words from my lips as the arms of compassion Mountains crumble with every syllable Who can live or die? So speak life
feels perfect. perfect. 